Hey, good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And it's a special day here in the Ehud household. I have a son that was born today 11 years ago. Pretty cool, man. I'm thankful to God. Uh, very much for his life. I remember when he was born and how small he was and what a joy he's been in my wife and I's life. And that's really what it's all about, folks. God made all this to have life, to give us life, to give us a uh, purpose, a reason for being, to give us his love and kindness and joy and uh, mercy. And we just about threw it all away back in the garden and uh but god had a way god said no you know what i got this figured out for you um and why it had to be that way i'm not not sure i'm sure god could have done it some other ways if he wanted to but the way in which he did it is in his book called the bible and uh, we here at It's a Religion subscribe to the idea that that is the objective truth. And there are plenty of other objective supposed truths out there, but really there is none. I mean, God, God is God, and there is no gods beside him, and there's no other way to him. You know, you'll see signs like coexist. You'll see signs like there are many ways to God. Um, we don't believe that. You know, God didn't leave that in the Bible. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. None come to the Father, but through me. And so, you know, with that in mind, uh, that's that's how we look at life. We, we take the Bible for what it is. It's a eyewitness account to what happened uh, some close to 6,000 years ago or so. And we frame um, what we see around that because we have eyewitness accounts to what occurred. We have a genealogy that shows specifically who was here and what happened. And, uh, you know, the other side and other ways in which people can believe, they don't have that. They have dead prophets. They have, um, you know, a bowl of soup some millions of years ago. And uh, it's really quite sad when I think about it um, if I let myself think about it too much but but hey we are here to encourage you we are here to edify we are here to build up and say look there is a way there's a way that you can trust in the one true God and know him but you got to start with reading his word to be in his word to trust in his word to uh, have faith and that's what God called us to. And I think the more you get to know him, the more you put your trust and faith in Christ, and uh, the more you realize how true it all is and how uh, deceived the world is when it follows after the things of the world. So we are in Exodus chapter 23 today. We're reading through the Bible because we want to have that on record to encourage folks um, with. And so... Um, Let's see here. Exodus 23, you shall not spread. And God is going through specific things. He wants the Israelite community to understand about how to operate as a society. And uh, Exodus 20 started that with the Ten Commandments. And now he's going through other more specific things. You shall not spread a false report. You shall not join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. You shall not fall in with the many 
to do evil, nor shall you bear witness in a lawsuit, siding with the many, so as to pervert justice. Nor shall you be partial to a poor man in his lawsuit. If you meet your enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you shall bring it back to him. If you see the donkey of one who hates you lying down under its burden, you shall refrain from leaving him with it. You shall rescue it. You shall rescue it with him. You shall not pervert the justice due to your poor in his lawsuit. Keep far from a... See, that really pertains to our society today because poor people get reamed in our justice system. They have no chance. People with money and wealth can hire good lawyers and get away with things that, that most people could never even dream of. And that's when I say we don't have equal justice in this country. That is specifically what I'm talking about. And here it is in Exodus 23, verse 6. Keep far from a false charge and do not kill the innocent and righteous for I will not acquit the wicked. So again, there will be a, a cost paid to those who do wicked things in this life. And you shall take no bribe for a bribe blinds the clear sighted and subverts the cause of those who are in the right. So what what is the purpose of uh, the people on K Street in our capital? Um, those who give lots of money to politicians, right? How is that not a bribe? I don't understand that. Um, you shall not oppress a sojourner. You know the heart of a sojourner, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. For six years you shall sow your land and gather in its yield, but the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave the beasts of the field may eat. You shall do likewise with your vineyard and with your olive orchard. So we're supposed to grow things for six years and then let it rest. That's kind of interesting. At least they were back then. Uh, six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may have rest, and the son of your servant woman and the alien uh, may be refreshed. And we don't really follow that custom nowadays because uh, we are in Christ, and Christ is our rest. But uh, it's still a good practice. Having a day of rest is not, not a bad thing. We had a real nice time yesterday as a family, um, attending service at church and then just being together. So pay attention to all that I have said to you and make no mention of the names of other gods, nor let it be heard on your lips. Three times in the year you shall keep a feast to me. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. As I commanded you, you shall eat unleavened bread for seven days at the appointed time in the month of Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt. None shall appear before me empty-handed. You shall keep the feast of harvest of the first fruits of your labor. Of what you sow in the field, you shall keep the feast of ingathering at the end of the year. When you gather in from the field the fruit of your labor. Three times in the year shall all your males appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with anything leavened, or let the fat of my feast remain until the morning. The best of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. Oh, I just messed myself up. There we go. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then 
I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I blot them out, you shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. Now this is where a lot of people have a hard time with the way God approaches things in the Old Testament. You know, they're fine with Jesus because he was nice to everybody, but God's just mean. And, you know, when you own it all and you're God and you've got people that are worshiping false gods doing who knows what highness activities, you know, these people were evil. And uh, again, evil in uh, reference to God's objective truth. And so, um, you know, it's, it's his to do with what he wants. You know, that's the other thing. If you uh, come to the knowledge that God made all this and it's all his, we have no recourse but to say, you know, it's yours, Lord. You treat it the way you want. And we don't like that because we want to be our own gods. We, we think we know better than God what's good and what's uh, not good. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water and I will take away sickness from among you. None shall miscarry or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my terror before you and will throw into confusion all the people against whom you shall come. And I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you and I will drive out the Hivites and the Canaanites and the Hittites before you. I will not drive them out before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and wild beasts multiply against you little by little. I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and possessed the land. And I will set your border from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines and from the wilderness to the Euphrates. For I will give the inhabitants of the land into your hand and you shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them and their gods. Now that comes into play later as we'll see because uh, old Joshua makes a covenant with one of the groups that he shouldn't have, although they kind of tricked him into it. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, I will surely be a snare. It will, it will surely be a snare unto you. And we'll see what happens with that as we go forward. Because, you know, this life can be a snare to all of us. We get snared into uh, our own desire for things. And, you know, in this life today, that's kind of where things are. You know, there's so many things, so much information available to us right now in the palm of our hands right through our phones and whatever else um, we can fly somewhere in a day we can uh, do so many things that we couldn't have done even back then and yet uh, you know God's saying look when you let deceptive things into your life when you let things that want to pull you away from me into your life when you let things uh, become important to you that um, diminish your love and faith in me uh, toward me he says it's going to be bad for you it's not going to go well you may think it will for a time which is what I think a lot of people happens with a lot of people but it's very temporary it's not nothing permanent again we go back to the idea that you're going to be gone from this earth a lot longer than you're going to be here and so we just implore you anyone that ever hears this you know get into god's word and understand who he is and how much he loves you and wants a relationship with you and uh it's it's just such a beautiful thing so lord god almighty thank you for this day thank you for ethan being born today and what a beautiful day and beautiful thing that is for our family thank you for his life 
pray that you uh, that he is yours, Lord, his whole life, that he would never wander from you, and that he would uh, want to be a soldier in your army and a uh, man in your kingdom um, forever and forever. So we love you, Lord, and praise you and thank you for this day. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for dropping by, and we will uh, catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a poor swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if I still got breath in these lungs. And that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that.